Hello, dear friends. Once again, it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm so glad uh, to have been pastor of uh, senior pastor <laughs> of, of the Holy Church of God incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. If you do the math, we're into our 44th year, and God has given us grace. God has given us mercy. God has been with us every step of the way, and I want you to know today that I'm very happy to wear both hats today. I'm, I have an evangelistic heart and wanting to reach the world for Christ but I also have a pastor's heart, and I want to see God's people receive all that He's provided for them and for us through the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, today we have a great and gracious God that we serve today. Hallelujah. The best boss I've ever had, <laughs> hallelujah, is Jesus Christ. Well, listen to me carefully today. We have a broadcast that I believe is going to bless you because we're basing every subject on the Word of God with Jesus Christ as the centerpiece. God has highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name which is named of things in heaven, earth, and beneath the earth, that at the name of Jesus every knee might bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord to the glory of God. Hallelujah. God is glorified in and through His Son. God is magnified uh, in and through His Son. When you've seen Jesus, Jesus declares you have seen the Father. God is a spirit. No man has seen God in the physical sense at any time. They saw burning bushes. They saw clouds. They saw glory in the temple. They saw uh, shining bright lights like that. Uh, but the, no one has. They saw the pillar of fire. But no one has seen God. But Jesus said, when you've seen me, in essence, you have seen God because everything that he is, I am a physical representative of. Hallelujah. Amen. And therefore, we understand the great mystery and, and the, the shroud of mystery that clouds this person who created heaven and earth and yet loved you and me enough to condescend, to come down, take on flesh, and go to the cross, the second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ. Well, that's a that's another whole teaching. Let's get into this word today on the subject, the second edition of God's grip on you. Now, I want to say on the onset, I've had many people say to me down through the years, there's no need for me to consider becoming a Christian because I can't live the Christian life. I can't do that. I'm too weak. I have too many hang-ups and too many habits. I want to dispel that, that not just myth, I want to dispel that lie from the devil because he doesn't want you to come to Christ just like you are and discover that God will give you what you do not possess in and of yourself. Oh, friend of mine. Now, this is the good news today. You know, in John's Gospel, chapter 1, it says, As many as received him, just like you are. Remember the song, Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. 
O Lamb of God, I come to Thee, just as I am. O Lamb of God, I come. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, if you come to Christ today, if you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, God will give you the power to become part of his royal family. Now, he accepts you in order to do that. He brings you into his royal family, and he makes a personal commitment unto you that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. God will will do in and through us what we could never do in and of ourselves. But we have to come to him just like we are and give him that opportunity to fulfill his personal promise to us. Praise God. This word power that I mentioned is not the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit. It is in the miracle working ability. This means legal authority uh, that we are bona fide children of God when we come to Christ and our sins are forgiven. And then he promises, just like he did to ancient Israel, to keep us. In fact, the scripture says we are kept by the power of God, not by something intrinsic to us, but something that he does for us and through us. Listen to me carefully. We're going to begin with our foundational scripture from the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, before we push on to the New Testament on the subject, God's grip on you. Listen to it in Isaiah 41, 9, 10, and 11. This is what he says to his covenant people. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, I will not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. I want to read this from this uh, interpretation of Scripture. One of them translates it in kind of a, a modern vernacular. Listen, I pulled you from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you are my servant, serving on my side. I picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I'm with you. I want to read that again. Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear, for I am your God. I will give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. Amen. Again, I'm going to say it. It is not your grip on God that gives you such confidence, consolation, and assurance. It's God's grip on you. And that's where we get the title of this teaching, God's Grip on You. Uh, not too long ago, there was a song that was written by John Stallings. And it was written, written out of his personal experiences with God. And, uh, and it was called Learning to Lean. It was written way back in 1977. 
And uh, part of the lyrics say, Sometimes we can be like the man who said, My life is full now, I have everything. But there's a strong rock in Jesus, my Lord. Through my trials, I've been learning to lean. There's a glorious victory each day now for me. I found his peace so serene. He helps me with each task. If I will ask each day, I am learning to lean. Now, out of his personal experience, he wrote that song, and you can see where he's coming from in this statement of John Stallings. He said, we often hear of the patience of Job. Quite often, the only two statements of Job that are remembered by most folks are either that which I feared has come upon me, or though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Having said that, the real story of Job is essentially a man who is reduced to dust and still remains with an unshakable faith in the living God. When a shaking begins in your life, if you are to survive the outrageous and the unbelievable, you must maintain your trust in God. A God who takes dust, the lowest thing, on the degenerative totem pole and makes a creation out of it like man. If your life has collapsed as Job's did, keep the faith. If you're broke, sick, or even have been deserted by a spouse, God is still for you, if you'll be for Him. Don't give up. If you've ever picked up a modern colloquialism and used it, use this one. Hang in there. (laughs) Hang in there. You are now in the school of intensity. People of all colors, race, size, and age make it through these times, and you will too if you keep your trust in God. Become a paranoid in reverse. Become a prisoner of hope. Hallelujah. I really like that term. Become a paranoid in reverse. Become a prisoner of hope. In other words, turn that frown upside down because God will not abandon you. He will not forsake you. He will not let you down. He will not let you fall. And if you are down, he will lift you up and sustain you. Praise God. That word uphold, I will uphold thee. He says to ancient Israel, with the right hand of my righteousness, the vision that we initially would get is someone holding you by the hand. Remember the song, put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters, the man who calmed the sea. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. While that's very true in terms of our trust and faith, we lift up our weak hand to his strong hand, and he grips us with his strong hand. But listen to this word in the Hebrew, uphold. Uphold is a Hebrew word that doesn't mean to support you, like someone coming alongside and just helping you with your strength uh, and adding his strength to your strength. You see what's wrong with that picture? Your strength still allows for a weakness that the devil and your own natural emotions and, and mental capacity to cope with things. There's still a weak area that the enemy can get in. And that's why the word that was chose for uphold is a Hebrew word that means to lift up to suspend, 
totally on someone else carrying you. This is what God wants to communicate to us today through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. And I pray through His humble servant as I minister to you in teaching the Word of God today. When He upholds you, amen, it means that He is carrying your full weight upon him. It is not his strength added to your weakness that makes you strong. (laughs) It's him picking you up where your strength is not an issue at all. Hallelujah. In fact, your strength becomes his strength. Your grip on God becomes not the issue. It becomes God's grip on you. Listen to what he said about God's grip on you when we need him uh, to, to when Satan tries with everything he has to pull us back into that place that God delivered us from. Listen to John 10, 27, 28, and 29. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Think about God's grip on you right now. My Father, verse 29 says, which gave them me is greater than all. That means stronger than any of the forces that are arrayed against you, including your own weakness, your own weak flesh. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. If we do not turn away from God, dear friend, no one can take us away from Him. I want to say that again. If you do not turn away from God, no one can take us away from Him. I read recently of a mother trying to hold on to a child during a tornado. But the wind tore the little one from her arms. All her strength, all her love, all of her resolve, all of her commitment was in vain because there was something stronger than her. You know what Jesus said here? He said, my father is greater than them all. No force of man in the the material world or no devil in the spiritual world is greater than our God and our Father. And it's not our grip on God that could be torn away because of the forces arrayed against us, but it is His grip on earth that is our safety and our security. It is in His love and His strength. Hallelujah. If you truly want victory over the devil, if you truly want to have victory to overcome the world, if you truly want to defeat the weakness of your own flesh, and you look to God through Jesus Christ, all of heaven's resources will be at your disposal, and you will overcome and you will triumph gloriously hallelujah jude one twenty four says this now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy this word keep in this verse of scripture in the greek means to guard to protect to keep from being snatched away, to preserve safe 
and unimpaired. Oh, friend, if you trust Jesus to keep you and stand on his word, you will experience the exceeding joy in the great company of believers when Christ snatches us away and his, his glory is revealed in us. We need that keeping power in our life. And God grants it to us the day we receive Christ as Savior. God's promise and personal commitment is to keep us. Hallelujah. And to hold us close and to hold us strong in His presence. Friend of mine, I want you to know you will never be alone in your battle with your own weaknesses, your own habits, your own fears. The pull of the world cannot be stronger than the grip of God when you truly put your trust in Him. Again, it is not my grip on God, but God's grip on me that guarantees victory if we just trust Him. Remember the story in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. I'm just going to read 29 through 31. There's a storm, and, uh, and the disciples are in a ship. They're in the midst of, of the sea, and they were told to go to the other side. And Jesus said, I'll meet you there. But the storm got so bad that their lives were threatened that the ship may sink. And Peter sees a man walking on the water, and, and, and it, he thought he's seeing a ghost because this is humanly impossible. He thought it was an apparition. But as he gazed through the storm, he said, it looks like Jesus. And he hollers from the boat. He says, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. And, and Jesus says, come. And I want to read just three verses here of that scenario for time's sake. Matthew 14, 29, 30, and 31. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You see, Jesus grabbed a hold of his hand and lifted him up. Again, it wasn't his grip on God. His faith wavered when he saw the fierceness of the storm. But his faith and his trust was solidified when he felt the grip of God grab a hold of him and lift him up. I want to read this from the Amplified. Matthew fourteen twenty nine thirty and 31. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. But when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and held him, saying unto him, O oh, you of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Listen, God always wants us to grow stronger in our faith. But here's the deal. When you begin to sink because your faith wavers, know that God will not let you 
fall, that his grip on you is strong and secure. Notice Jesus didn't say, you shouldn't have got out of the boat. You should have stayed in the boat. You shouldn't have got out here if you didn't have the faith. Notice he didn't say, in essence, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. No, he immediately responded to his cry and lifted him up. And with God's grip on him, with Christ holding him up, upholding him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Together they walked back to the boat. And I believe we're getting a picture of what faith that doesn't, doesn't fail looks like. It is faith when we have our hand in the hand of Jesus Christ. And our total strength and victory is dependent on Him and Him alone. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again loud and clear. I'm going to keep saying it many times over. Faith in your faith will fail if your faith wavers. But faith in God's faithfulness will never fail because God's grip on you is so strong and so absolutely committed to you. God will not back off when you start to sink because you have doubts arise. He will come to you if you cry unto him. Keep your trust in Him. Never let go of Him. Never, never concede to your weak flesh, to your, your reasonings of your mind, or to the circumstances that God has abandoned you, and God will not help you, and God is unfaithful. Never give the devil that leverage. Hold on to God, because God's got a hold on you. Praise God. When the storms of life come, always remember who's holding you up. Lean on Him. Cry out to Him. Standing on the Word means trusting His faithfulness to perform it. I want to say that again. Standing on the Word means trusting in His faithfulness to perform it. Hallelujah. I need Jesus to hold me up like that. When temptations come, when I am tried and I am tested, listen to 1 Corinthians ten twelve through 14. It said, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. Listen to this carefully. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able but he will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, flee from idolatry. I want to read this from the Amplified. It will take a moment, but it's important to get the whole gist of this. Listen. Therefore, let anyone who thinks, who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind, who is standing firm, Take heed, lest he fall into sin. For no temptation, no trial, regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you, laid hold on you, but that that is common to man. 
That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature and he can be trusted to not let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength, resistance, and power to endure. Hallelujah. But the tempta- but with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you might be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Listen to me very carefully. God grants His grace to the weak, His strength to those that admit their own frailty. God's strength is perfected in weakness, the Apostle Paul said. And and in light of that, he said, I, I'm dead, but yet I'm alive, and yet it's no more I that liveth, it's Christ that liveth through me. Once again, not his own personal resolve. Yes, he, his will was involved in doing the right thing and choosing the right path in spite of the opposition, persecution, and the temptations to sin. Friend of mine, I want you to know, the more he recognized his human inability, the more he leaned on Jesus. And the more he leaned on Jesus and looked to God for victory, the more victory he had in his life, in spite of his human frailty. Praise God. It was Paul who said, when I'm weak, because in his weakness and his admission of his weakness and recognition of his weakness, he said, I look to God like I've never looked to God. I lean on God like I've never leaned on God. And I depend on His faithfulness to me. And therefore, I am made stronger than I would have been. And I'm going to just paraphrase here. Than I would have been if I had trusted in my own resolve, my own ability to believe, my own uh, unshakable faith. You see, unshakable faith is in His unshakable faithfulness. Praise God. Again, not your grip on God, but His grip on you that promises such victory and such peace to live our life in the face of all the possibilities and persecutions that we will receive and temptations and know that His personal commitment is to go with us all the way, even from the, to the end of the age. See, God's faithfulness is the key to your own victory over temptation. When you recognize that you're being drawn to something that God forbids, be honest, go before Him, admit it, and ask for help. God is faithful. Listen to what it says in closing in 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, 23, and 24. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and listen how this is going to occur. In verse 24, faithful 
is he that calleth you who will also do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faithful is he that called you to this life of sanctification and holiness. And he's the one living within you to accomplish it. <laughs> That's what I love about our God. He calls us to things that are humanly impossible, but then he comes to abide within us to grant us the power to do the humanly impossible because he is the one truly that is doing it within us. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. That's why the apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Oh, friend, today, if you're facing temptation, if you're going through trials and tests, I want you to know that God loves you today. And I want you to know further that not only does He love you, He's called you to come to Him, to repent of your sin, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. And the God that has called you is waiting for you to come just like you are, just as I am. Except without one plea, except that God has beckoned me to come. O Lamb of God, I come. Will you come to Christ today? Will you give Him the opportunity to forgive your sin and to come and abide within you? and to make you one of His own today. And today, if you're going through an intense trial and test, will you not look back? Will you look up today and take a hold of the hand that's going to grip you and take you through? Well, we love you today. Would you please come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> 